0: This is the Big Church Podcast. Wow, I forgot how bright it was up here. This is pretty cool. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Uh, Do y'all have a good vacation? Oh, wait a minute. I went on vacation, so. But I just want to start out by saying I want to wish my wife a happy anniversary. Friday was our 10-year. I am still alive by the grace of God. She hasn't killed me yet even though she probably should have a few times in our marriage, that's for sure, but I just want to honor you this morning, my beautiful wife, thank you for 10 perfect years. Hey, yeah, we're sitting on the beach, I'm gonna tell you, I don't care. I, this, if this is cussing to y'all, I'm sorry she's a cusser. Um, she, she looked over at me and she said, happy, happy anniversary, she said, 10 freaking years. I went, I love you too, babe. But happy anniversary, and shout out to Trey in the house. Where are you at, Trey? I can't see you. All right, he's somewhere around here. Wave at me, Trey. Okay, Trey's up in, Trey's up there being the servant that he is. See, sometimes getting a microphone doesn't mean you always get the microphone. Sometimes it means you've got to sit behind the camera. Sometimes you got to get the rugs out. Sometimes you, oh, I'm, but shout out to Trey. I'm sitting on the beach, and I'm like, dang. This boy, he, I mean, he didn't even look at his notes. I said, I'm probably to have to look at my notes a lot today after my week. But he didn't even look at his notes, and he just brought it. It just flowed so good. And, and let me tell you what else I saw. i said Trey looked a little bit like me. I was like, there's two good-looking, bald-headed guys in that church. We're a little plump, but that's okay. More to love. But uh, we, shut, I'm going on. Trey, you did awesome, though. It was great. And we had a great time getting away for a little while, and it was a good opportunity. You know, uh, we appreciate being, being able to watch. We had perfect seats last Sunday. Oh, my goodness. We're sitting here. I'm looking at the ocean, and I'm looking at my phone, and such a great seat. And we appreciate all you that watch online, and we appreciate the opportunity we have to reach people outside of these walls. But it was awesome for last Sunday, but there's something different, about being in the house let me tell you you can get the experience and we're going to keep bringing it out there to you but there is something electric that happens when you're inside of the house there's so many friendships that you can't get you know that you can't bond into and you know what the atmosphere, I mean, did you feel the atmosphere this morning? It's so much different than trying to watch it online. And again, I'm not trying to dissuade that, but I just want you to get an opportunity. If you get an opportunity, I got three or four people said they're coming back to church soon. You got to get in the house to feel what we feel anyway. We really did miss that. But I did get a good inspiration for a message. Is that good? While I was sitting on the beach, I was actually working my mind just a little bit too. And me and Pastor Minnie did talk about a lot of things for vision and, and future of where we're going to. But I did get an inspiration. But the title of my message today is this. Sandcastles or Strong Towers? Let's read Matthew seven twenty six. It says, but if ever anyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Listen to what it said. Great was its fall. I'm sitting over there watching and there were some kids building some sandcastles over by the side and and they, they, they spent a good 10 or 15 minutes trying to form that thing and get it just exactly perfect and and just about the time they got to the place that they wanted at, they, a big wave came and just wiped it all out. It kind of devastated them for a moment. But you know what they started doing? They started building again in the same place. How many of us do that? We build something and it gets crashed over. We start building the same thing. Oh, I don't. I can't even get on that subject right now. But they started building it. They were forming this this castle and they were doing it just right and they made it. They, you know it's easy if you have the buckets that had to make the little, you know what I mean. That make it look like a castle. You can't. You know, there's some people can dig a big lump or whatever and make it look like something. But I, we were driving down Daytona. I got to tell a story. And there was some. It was like late in the day and there was several sandcastles that were already built and. Matt, I'll tell you what I wanted to do. I, I darted over towards a couple. I said, I'm going to run them things over. <laughs> Pastor Minnie's like, what are you trying to do? I said, they're gone. It's 5 o'clock. Nobody's going to be. So anyway, that was the devil that came out of me at the sand. <laughs> but we know, you know, when you make a sandcastle, you form it, and it's just right, and you're building on the sand. You build on the sand because it's easier. But no matter how good it looks, it can look really good. It's ultimately going to fall. Why? Why is it going to fall? Because it's, not, its foundation is not steady. Its foundation is not sure. And really, its foundation is non-existent. If you're building your Christian foundation on how many times you go to church, oh, I'm about to sweat in here. If you're building your Christian foundation on how much you go to church and how much you pray and how much you read and how much I give and tithes, those things are good, but those could also be surface things. Don't you remember who Jesus rebuked most of the time when he was out there? The religious folk, the Pharisees out there. Because you know what did? They knew all the Bible verses. They could quote them backwards and forwards, and, and they tied and they gave, and they made sure they had everyone know what they were doing, right, when they did it. But they had head knowledge, but their heart had surface religion. So many times we do things for a surface thing, but we've not built a strong foundation. I can remember when I first moved up to Louisville. I mean, I told this story if I did, you'll hear it again. But I, I was right out of college, and I hadn't done a whole lot of manual labor, if you know what I mean. And uh, I got a job offered to me working construction. $10 an hour. And that's been a long time ago. $10 an hour was not so bad back then. So I said, heck yeah, put me down for it. Well, the first week I was out, actually, the first two weeks I was out there, we were building a foundation of a building, and it was record hot temperatures for Louisville. Literally, they had, I think they had 11 days of 100 plus out there. And here I am, a college boy who did nothing but party in college, and didn't really make anything out of myself, and I'm out there like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? This is actually hard, getting a shovel and, and doing all of the manual stuff. And, and you know what, we laid the foundation out and we put it out and we put rebar and I saw the concrete being poured. And, and just about that time, a couple nights, I just lived like literally a mile up the street from there. And about that time, one evening, a big storm came and it washed all the dirt and all the mud over top of the foundation. Guess who they asked to go? And hey, they, they, first of all, they said, man, do you want some overtime? I was like, heck yeah, I'm poor. I need some overtime right now. But they told me to go out, and I had to go around and take a, a flat shovel and clear that whole foundation of that building. It had about six inches of, like, mud or dirt and red clay on it. Listen, by the time of that thing, they couldn't have paid me $100 an hour to do that again because it was hard. But what happened was as I got time, once I looked at that, I knew what the foundation looked like. And it became more important to me to know that what this thing stands on is more important than what it looks like up top here. I knew what it looked like up close and personal, and I knew what that building stood on. Listen, what we do, we don't build on our foundation enough. Why? Why don't we do that? God, you ask. The foundation is not visible, it's not pretty, it's not highlighted. You don't see what's underneath. You don't see the concrete and the rebar and and all of that stuff. All you want to see is the nice bricks and, and what color paint you're going to put on. But let me tell you something. When you work on the stuff up top, you better work on the stuff below because that's what it stands on. The foundation is not seen, but it's so important. You have to go deep and you have to be strong to have a good foundation. It's it's what's under the structure that really matters. Again, he told the Pharisees, he said, yeah, y'all look good on the outside, but how deep are you? How much do you know? You know about God, but do you know who I am? Why do we need a strong and a a steady, uh, sure foundation? Because the weather is going to change. They often say, if you don't like the weather in Kentucky, hang around a day. Think thing about Florida is, too, if you don't, if, you, if they show you thunderstorms, you're still going to get a lot of sun. I promise you, that storm doesn't last forever. And I love Florida weather because it's like, you know, boom, you're disappointed. Oh, it's going to rain all day. And all of a sudden, ah, the sunshine comes out. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? But the weather's going to change. Look at Matthew 7:24. Therefore, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Can I just tell you something right now? Storms hit everyone. Let me prove it to you. Matthew 5:45, it says, I'm going to read the last part of it. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain and just rain on the just and on the unjust. It's going to rain on you no matter if you're good or if you're bad. So many people think man they come to Christ and 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 man it's supposed to be lollipops and sunshine and it's every, and all of a sudden the winds and the and the storms come around we go whoa whoa what's happening here? I got news for you. When it rains on you, it rains on everybody. Both houses experienced the same storm. Living for God doesn't mean that there won't be storms or there's not going to be bad weather. Life happens. Life happens to everyone. You have circumstances, and you have situations, and you have tragedies that happen in your life. And you also have the weather that comes in, which could be something you could have control over. Temptation could be one of those storms that come in. Sin and bad choices could also be one, too. Trials and testing can make you run. They can take us back, and they can also make us fall. So why does, it, why does a good, strong foundation matter? 27 said, and It fell. And great was its fall. Not just a fall, but a great fall. Here's what happens. You fall, they fall. You crumble, they crumble. You cave in, they cave in. It's the domino effect. There's people around you watching every move that you make, everything that you do. You call yourself a Christ follower. Well, you got to start acting the part because it does matter what happens. I know I'm feeling Pentecostal in here this morning. The fall could be greater than you ever think. Your family, friends, coworkers, everyone are watching you. What are you building what you're building on matters too. You gotta plant your feet in the sand. We were standing in the sand there, and I, I planted my feet, not really too deep. And and you know when you put your feet in the sand, the waves come up and all of a sudden you can feel it start eroding around you a little bit, right? You know, so that's eh, going around. Well, she said, This is what you gotta do. She starts digging her feet. I mean, you know, twist and shout, she goes about this deep until you can't see but her ankles. And when I did that, there was a firmer foundation. So this is, this is all her doing right here. But I felt that it was a lot firmer. So sometimes, you've gotta dig down just a little deeper than, than that surface thing. Because on that surface, it's gonna come and shoot right out from under you. But when you get a little bit deeper, you're gonna get away from the shifting sands of life. Wise people build on the rock. And what makes your foundation strong? Well, you know what? I'm going to give you a few. It says, beliefs. You accept what is real and true. So many, we live in a world where we don't know what we believe in anymore. I'm talking to the church. We live in a world that we don't even know what we believe in anymore. And if people ask us, we can't... The Bible says you should be able to give an account to all men who ask you Though We can't even tell them what we believe in because we're not standing on the Word of God. Matter of fact, we don't even read the Word of God. We don't even... God is our firm foundation. His Word is the directions on which way we should go. And when we neglect that Word, I'm telling you, it just shifts and goes and moves in any direction. What makes our foundation strong are our values. Principles or standards of behavior are what is really important to us. So many times we have to sit back and think. Have you ever got uh, talked to we listening to Kenny Chesney and it says, Don't blink. Because sometimes you look out at it, your life and you look back, and a hundred years isn't really as long as you think it is. And you start thinking about the things that you once to, oh, the once things that you once thought were important some 30, 20 or 30 years ago. When you get to that point, you think, man. That really wasn't as important as I thought it was. So many times as we're younger, we need to value the things that are right, are valuable. Sometimes we need to have kids. We need to raise our kids because they're going to be the gems of the future. Sometimes we value our job and our status, but God says right now, change your values. Sometimes our choices can hurt us. The choices we make can affect our building ability, either good or bad. The choices we have made may have cost us something. It may have cost you a relationship. It may have cost you some time. It might have even cost you some money. But I got news for you today. It's a new day in Christ Jesus this morning. It's a new day for someone right here who's about to be dunked in there. Jesus, our rock, made a choice to cancel out all of our bad choices. When he said yes, when he said it is finished, you're not getting the Easter message. But when he said it's done, it's over with. That's what he meant. He meant all of your choices that you made, he gave you a do-over. Thank you, Lord. He paid the price for us to rebuild our lives on his firm foundation. Let's choose to make good choices from now on. So many times we want to look back on what we did What we should have and what we could have done. And and so many times when we look back on what we could have done, it keeps us from going to where God wants us to go because we're always stuck in that place. Your foundation will keep you strong and it will keep you steady. But it's going to take some W-O-R-K. It doesn't come easy. It does not come easy. You're going to have to put some work into it. You're going to have to put a sacrifice into it. You're going to have to weather the storms when they come because they're coming, baby. They're coming. But you have to know what you're founded on. And most of all, you have to know who God. You have to have God as your foundation. I love this and I'm going to give you my best. I'm not calling. On, my best interpretation of this. My hope is built on nothing less. Did y'all ever go to church where the guys up there leading the amen sister down here? <laughs> And I'm not saying, but uh, and he's going through, he's singing this song, and he's all and he's giving you every hand gesture. And I don't know if I'm supposed to go up or I'm supposed to go down. But I think about this song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I dare not trust everything out in the world or what the world tells me is true. But wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking. if you don't know that song, you need to look it up in the hymnal. And I'm sure the Methodists and the Baptists and everybody else would have that one in it. Because it's a great song. But your foundation, I love it, that Christ is our solid rock. And the good news in the rough times, Hebrews 6.19 says this. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, your foundation will keep you steady, and Jesus is your anchor. It, you ever we were talking about those big yachts out there and, and how I wanted to buy one one day, but I don't have any money. But I said, that thing is after going all over the place, but once they set the anchor, That doesn't mean that the surface, oh, listen to me, the surface still won't have some waves. It doesn't mean that the boat won't rock. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be some issues up top. But I can tell you that once they put that anchor down, that boat is staying in that vicinity. That's what Jesus is trying to do for you. He's showing you that things in life are going to be bad. Things in life could cause you turmoil. But I'm going to let you know tonight, if you'll stay anchored in me, you're not going to go all over the place. That was good. I'm kidding. When storms and winds come, we have God's promises to stand on. The Bible says his word is yes and amen. And I love the part when it said he is our strong tower. When, when they mention towers in the Bible, they're talking about literal towers. But sometimes they're talking about figurative, which means protection and provision. Proverbs 18:10 says, "The name, oh, you listen to this one. The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run into it and are safe." The Bible says every knee shall bow. At what? At that name. Every tongue will confess. I'm talking about every nation, everybody who's alive. They're gonna they're gonna kneel and they're gonna bow and they're gonna confess to that name right now. Let me just tell you something. Sometimes you, uh, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Sometimes all you gotta do is you gotta pray the name of Jesus. If you don't know, if you don't know what to pray, pray His name. If you're you're in a doubt of what's going on, say, Jesus. I remember a time in my life right now, and I was going through some stuff in my mind, and all I could say, all I could muster was the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And I'm telling you, as you say that name, peace comes over you. As you say that name, things change in the atmosphere. The name of Jesus has power still today. Faithful then, he's faithful now. Psalms 61.3. For you have been a shelter to me, a strong tower from the enemy. You have been. You don't know what you've been through. You don't know what he's kept you from. There are things in your life, I've said this before, that should have happened to you that didn't happen. Because God had his protection upon you. There are things in life that that, that maybe you shouldn't even be sitting here today as I probably shouldn't be. But as I know that I had praying parents that plead the blood of Jesus over me, they put a protection over me. But I ask you this question. Have you tried to build your own tower? You ever seen one of those build-it-yourself kits? You don't even want me and we were helping Bobby put his pool together yesterday. I don't know if he's here. He's probably worn out from putting the pool together. If you're here, Bobby, wave at me. He's not. Okay. But they sent me and another guy in to put the steps together. Oh, <laughs> not a good choice because any directions that I open up looks like they're in Chinese to me. And if you go past the letter E, In any direction, I'm done because I just don't even know how to do any of it. But they put it in there, and before too long, it took us an hour to put these steps together. Probably anybody else could have had them together in maybe about six minutes. But you know what? You don't want me to build the house for you because I I measure uh, three times, and I cut wrong in it. The last one, too. It's still crooked. I can tear it out, but I can't build it. But look what Psalms 1 to 27, 1 says. Here's what happens you try to build your own self. Unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? You've been trying to build something that's really not your thing to build. How many of you built it? It's fallen. You built it. It's crashed. You built it and, and, and you looked at it. Man, that thing looks crooked. That thing looks terrible. It's because you're trying to build it yourself. Unless the Lord builds the house, God has to be the foundation, and He have you have to give Him the blueprints of your life because if not, you're gonna read them wrong because they'll be in Chinese to you. Okay. Seriously, have you all ever tried to read instructions that you just could not get? I mean, they got them in nine languages. I, I can't even go there. It's terrible. And before too long, you're frustrated and you're cussing. Not, not if you're saved, you're not. Come on, y'all say, folks, say a few cuss words when something don't happen, right, do you? Thank you all for not being too religious. But you've got to give him the blueprints of your life. You've got to allow the master builder to build and continue to build. Why? Because Philippians 1.6 says this, being confident of this very thing, listen, that he who has begun a good work, He's begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What God starts, he's going to finish. He don't leave it half undone. He don't do it halfway. He's going to finish it. So what you've got to do is you've got to help him along just a little bit. You've got to start working, making your foundation solid. It starts on the inside and works its way out. And you've got to keep working on your building. And don't discount the very small things in your life. There's so many of us, we think we're in this process of, uh, some of y'all are new to Christianity, and you're in this process, and you think, man, if I don't have a sunshine day every day, I must not be saved. You gotta not discount the small things that God's doing in your life right now. You need to start recognizing by the power of the Holy Ghost and just say, show me each day where you're growing me. Show me each day where you're taking me. And so many times we we discount our sobriety, we discount our things a day at a time, God said, just celebrate a day at a time. You don't know. Don't discount the small things because God is doing big things. you got to dig deep. You know why? Because that sand is shifting under your feet and you're sinking sometimes and you don't even realize it. And let me just tell you something. Where you're planted matters. Where you're planted matters. Stay planted where you're supposed to be planted. So many times we don't get planted deep enough. We don't lay our anchor down. And and the the shifting goes over here. And we think this is better. And we think that's better. And we think, oh my gosh, you're doing such a good job over here. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll find out if you get outside of where God wants you to be, you're going to be in shifting sand all over the place again. Stay planted where God's planted you. Look at what he's building. This is your all's life right here. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. God does not rebuild us with the same old bricks, the same old stones, the same old material. He builds us with new material. We are not made over. We're a new creation. So many times we got to understand, we think, well, that's still broken in my life. we got to get into the, the mindset that when God says you're new, you're new. The enemy's going to keep coming in and trying to tell you, oh, this is still there and that's still there. But you need to look at him and say, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, but I'm still going to, I don't know, I'm still a new creation in Christ. you got to remind the devil whose you are sometimes. All right. Life brings us challenges, and life can be unsettling, uncomfortable, confusing at times. But when you commit to Jesus, it starts the process to build a firm foundation. And this is not an easy pro- uh, its not an easy process. I'm telling you this. We may we may try to take the easy path and and and, and, and plant ourselves on the sand and and think it'll look good for a little while. But guess what happened? It'll last for a season. But the rain's going to come, the storms are going to hit, the weather's going to change, and without the proper foundation, you're eventually going to crumble, and you're eventually going to sink, and you're going to eventually go down, if you don't found it upon the rock. Because life happens. Those that are getting baptized today, and I'm going to release you here in just a moment, they're taking a new step to build a new foundation in their life. They tried building on their own, and they figured it out. It didn't work too awful well, right? Anybody in out there? They want to start going from being a sandcastle to a strong tower. So I'm going to release those getting baptized right now. Come on, let's give them a hand as they get. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Rain, storms. Whether they can do a couple different things. They can make you run, or they can bring us back to God. They can make you try to fix your own self, or they can make us depend more fully upon God. They can take us back to the place where we used to be, or they can remind us about how how good God is to us and how good he has been to us. They can make us fall, but also they can build your faith. Don't ever discount things in your life that put a little few testing there because that is how God is trying to build your character. Let's stop. Let's all stand if we would, please. I think we need to stop building sandcastles and start building strong towers. And what that may mean is you might have to give up some things that you feel are important. You might have to give up yourself. That's a hard one, a selfish people. You might have to give up your status. You might have to give some things up to get to where God wants you to be. And also, you may mean recognizing that you've been going the wrong way. Maybe there's things, there's sin in your life or, or there's things in your life that you just need to give to God and ask for his forgiveness. Here's the good thing. The Bible says he's just and faithful to forgive us. And I'll tell you one thing. We need, there's an attitude of repentance. That doesn't mean you walk around. I said it before. Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry. That means you have an attitude of repentance. When something does come and the Holy Spirit starts hitting you, if that's hitting you right now, just say, Jesus, please forgive me. Man, I didn't realize what was going on. I need to stop. It's not a one-time thing. It's an attitude of repentance. So what are we building? We're we building sandcastles or strong towers. I'm going to ask you this morning as the prayer team will be up on the left and right and about to baptize some people and it may get crazy up in here in a few minutes. But who wants to start out by getting a new foundation? Maybe you've been trying it yourself and you've been weathering the storms yourself and you've never really given Christ over the control that he needs in your life. I'm going to ask you if you would, if that's you, if you would, if you've never made a, a commitment to Jesus, you just want to slip up your hand right now, would you would just slip up that hand if you want to? I'm going to pray over you. I see that hand. And maybe you want to sure up the foundation that you have. Maybe it's got a few cracks in it. And maybe you've allowed some stuff to come in and, and cause. maybe you just need a sure foundation this morning. These altars will be open. and. You know what? Building on what Jesus has done. So many times I said earlier, you have to build on what he's done for you. Don't let the enemy keep discouraging you and telling you you're going backwards or you're messing up. Build on what he's already doing in your life. So that may mean repentance up here. That may mean just shoring something up. But you know what it also could mean? It could just mean I'm going to give Jesus my praise up front. I'm going to thank him for how good he's been to me. I'm going to thank him for what he's brought me through. and how Sometimes we discount the altar time as being a time of repentance, and that's what it should be. But also the altar could also be a time of coming to Jesus and saying, here I am, God. Thank you so much that I didn't die in that car wreck. Thank you so much that, that you put your hand of protection upon me. So we're about to get ready to worship. Worship in the way that you need to.